Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to P for P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. Kaylin, do you have our promo spot for us today? I always do. <laughs> All right. Go for it, buddy. All right, everybody. Kaylin Patterson of the O'Kellen Clan, the O'Pattersons. And this program is sponsored by P for P Muscle the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in all of the world, all of it. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like water to rice. Like a Mack truck through ice cream, chocolate ice cream. (laughs) It can be snickerdoodle (laughs) as well. It'll taste better. (laughs) Check us out at P for P Muscle, snickerdoodle.com. And now, let's chit-chat with Amanda. How you doing? Is all right? I am just fantastic. We are just a few short days away from the Christmas holiday. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually kind of prepared this year. I mean, the past couple of years, I have been shopping like the day before. (laughs) Maybe Christmas Eve. Maybe not Christmas Eve. Maybe the day before Christmas Eve. But this year... I kind of feel like I've I've got this thing on the under some kind of control. How is how is your holiday coming for you, Caitlin? Oh my God, I'm the last minute shopper, Target getter. So yeah, I'm I'm late to the the, the party every single day. <laughs> well, that is okay because for those of you out there who might be like Caitlin or might have been like me over the past couple of years. We might have some great gift ideas for you to take home tonight, um, and our guest is going to be walking us through some of those. And I'm pretty sure I saw a news article, not a news article, a news story um, just yesterday saying you can order things online, I think even from Amazon, up to um, you know a day or two before Christmas and still get it shipped to you in time. Definitely, definitely. So, you know what? If you uh, hear something tonight that inspires you, a little something about a little clean eating, um, maybe a cookbook or two, then I think you are definitely in luck. And with that, I'm going to introduce our guest tonight, or at least have her introduce herself. We have Debbie Portell on. She is a training phenom. You probably heard us um, mention her name a time or two, or at least Misty Weatherford, because this is Misty's coach. But we also had Debbie and her fiance on the show um, a couple months ago, talking about his story and how he came to value health and wellness and her role in that story. Debbie coaches, Debbie writes, Debbie has a podcast, radio show. I'm sure there's not too much that Debbie doesn't do. But uh, beyond that, I'm going to let Debbie go ahead and introduce herself to all of our listeners out there who may not have had a chance to um, hear for themselves who she is. Debbie, say hello to listener land. Thank you all for having me on the show, and thank you for the introduction. Uh, It's a pleasure to be on. I am the owner of Integrity Training Systems, and I have been personal training myself for over 15 years. And I'm also, I also do nutrition coaching. We, we do a five-month nutrition program. And, uh, you know, we've certainly helped people to a- achieve 
uh, stage status, but that's certainly not our, our primary objective. We really just help people to change their lifestyle and to learn how to eat healthy for a lifetime, not just chase after goals and just understand the science behind food and really know what it's doing to your body when you consume it. Uh, the reason for the cookbooks and the reason that I have wrote so many cookbooks is just because I want to really provide people with a backdrop of why they're eating what they're eating, but I want them to understand that eating clean does not have to mean eating plain. You know, there's so many great ways to make clean food. And, and if you really start to pay attention to the ingredients that you're consuming in your body, you're going to start to feel better day after day after day. And when you're feeling great, you'll ultimately end up looking great the way that you want to. Integrity Training Systems is a personal training company as well as nutrition, and we're located in O'Fallon, Missouri, and we also have a location in Clayton, Missouri. We are not a fitness center, so we don't sell memberships. Uh, we, we just do personal training and nutrition. Again, as I said before, we have a five-month nutrition program as well. Awesome. Very good. Thank you, Debbie. And for those of you out there who like to uh, follow along um, and do your own uh, uh, Googling while you're listening to the podcast, you can check out Debbie's website at integritytrainingsystems.com, all one word. If you click on the uh, recipes link and um, she's got our recipes and she's got a section called Eat This, Not That, you are going to come across a whole bunch of great tips, plus her cookbooks are out there, and they're even on sale, folks. What could be better? What could be better? <laughs> it's a holiday. You want to find something great, meaningful, useful for those loved ones out there. And if, you know, eating a little better is uh, on their wish list, these could be great for you. And actually, if you just click the shop button, you're going to see the cookbooks plus a whole bunch of stuff she's got out there. And uh, that is all I have to say about that. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I'm kind of excited. And Debbie, no, you've been writing cookbooks for a while. I want to say for the past couple of years, maybe four years, I think you said, because you've written one every year, kind of given us um, a little bit of background on your inspiration for why you write them. But where, I mean, where do you get your content and do you create most of your own recipes or are these compilations you've gotten from somewhere else or or tell us a little bit about what we can find in your cookbooks and um, and how you determine what you're going to put in them. Sure. I, each cookbook kind of tells a different story, to be honest with you, and it's interesting how um, I've just taken a, a life journey and it's just made me better and better with what I do for a living. The primary reason why I do what I actually do for a living from a standpoint of personal training and nutrition coaching, and it's it explains all this in my very first uh, cookbook is because I got so sick about almost 20 years ago. Now I almost died and my only path mm. to healing was through nutrition. And so I wrote about that in the first book. And at, at the same time, you know, maybe five years later, uh, my dad had a heart attack, a very serious heart attack and, and he lived through it. Praise the Lord. And uh, I ended up cooking his food and shopping for his food and preparing it uh, every week for him for the first year. And now he has great discipline and he follows the plan perfectly and, and, and eats great on his own. But food was just the medicine for me. It's what ended up healing me. And then food became the medicine for my dad. And it's what has kept him great. And he's in the gym every day and looks phenomenal. So that first cookbook, 
it was prompted because I wanted to tell my story about what it took to, to you know to be able to understand how to almost diagnose something when you're not getting anywhere with the doctors and, and what type of doctor you would want to seek out. But it also explained, uh, you know, living with an autoimmune disease doesn't have to be a death sentence. You just have to prepare your food properly and you have to have the discipline to say no so that you can stay healthy. And, you know, I just, I just kept having similar situations. You know, the next cookbook, The Integrity Kitchen, uh, the ketogenic diet became such a, you know, an, an in the now type of thing. Um, I've been doing ketogenic diets for at least 15 years now. In fact, some of the folks uh, that, you know, have really bashed me nationwide are either doing ketogenic diets right now or they're coaching ketogenic diets or they're publicly speaking about ketogenic diets. So it's just amazing to watch life come full circle. But that book uh, in particular was because keto had become such a fad. And there are a lot of parts about keto that uh, that's, that's kind of in the public eye right now that I don't believe in and I don't believe is actually putting a person in ketosis. And I, I also don't believe it will keep a person healthy. So I tried to write a cookbook that could keep a person in ketosis and keep them healthy without bringing all these histamine producing foods and creating inflammation, unnecessary inflammation. And my most recent cookbook, I do have two others as well, but my most recent cookbook, Fuel the Family, actually came because my daughter uh, went to first grade and she came home the first week and she said she was falling asleep during the reading part and they took her snack out of school. So she used to have a snack about nine thirty in the morning and then they would go to lunch and I would always give her a great lunch, but you know, we also gave her a snack. Well, you take the snack out and then all of a sudden she's falling asleep before lunch. And so I realized I was going to have to completely change her breakfast around and really put some more calories in there, but not just, I mean, it had to be calories that was really going to sustain her and push her all the way through, you know, to lunchtime. So then I just started creating muffins and I just started every possible muffin you could think of. I started making, you know, apple pie muffins, you know, peanut butter mm. muffins, apple cinnamon, and they were just, they they really went well, went over well at the gym and everybody loved them. And so Sophie has that for breakfast every day. So we sat down and I decided I need to write a cookbook for all of these types of recipes that I do with Sophie because there are a lot of people that really don't know how to feed their family, you know, healthy so that they'll actually enjoy the food. So that's what prompted that. And, and uh, you know, again, the other two cookbooks, I don't want to bore you all night with them. They had a story behind them too. But, you know, ultimately – do I come up with every single recipe? I mean, for the most part, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't watching my favorite Food Network chef and she made meatballs and it gave me the idea to say, I can do that, but I can do that clean. And I had to change nine ingredients, but I was able to do it clean, you know, so I just <laughs> know how to translate something that maybe is going to produce something in your body I can translate, okay, I can do, you know, these ingredients and make it okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that is so important. And I think you've touched on a couple of really um, just key things in what you just shared with us. The first one, keto diet, some people love it, some people hate it. I think for individuals with extreme health conditions, it can work extremely well. But I, the point that I wanted to tag on to there was that, 
you really have to know what you're doing. <laughs> Because there are yes. some versions of keto that aren't doing what they're meant to do. And, you know, you really want to make sure that if you are going to approach that type of eating habit and or lifestyle, because for you it really is a lifestyle because that's your health. And in order to maintain your health, you've had to make some very drastic changes. And you've made it a yes. lifestyle, but you've made it something that is um, to do for people who just want to be healthier. Maybe they don't have the same health challenges, but they can all benefit from the knowledge and experience that you have cultivated over the years. So it's really knowing someone who knows what they're talking about when you're looking at things like keto and and other, I guess, quote unquote, diets or eating styles. But then also, you know, just different things that work for your body because not every food works for every person. And like you said, there are some foods, some people can't eat nightshades. Others can. Right. Um, there are things right. out there that cause a lot of inflammation that you wouldn't think that they would. So just that basic knowledge. And of course, the cleaner you eat, the better it is for your body in general. The body is amazing. God designed it to heal. And when it's functioning the way that it should with the right fuel that it should have, it can do the job it was intended to do, or at least make a better attempt at doing it if we're not sabotaging it, quote unquote, with our with our own lifestyle. And, you know, our listeners are keying into this as well. This next question comment is from Sheila She's saying good, clean health and diet are the very reason I don't have to be a full-blown diabetic. Why isn't this info more prevalent in the mainstream? I'm not talking about gimmicks. I'm talking about normal food and the way it saves us from prescriptions. I I, told, I completely agree. Uh, I've had a radio show yes. for almost six years here in St. Louis on FM, you know, and, and it is uh, it's amazing. You know, on, at any given time, we may have 15,000 listeners. And it kind of blows me away because it's just this little podunk me talking about nutrition. But when people finally call in, they say, you know, you're just saying something completely different. You know, it, 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 it all makes sense. But why am I not hearing this from anywhere else? You know, why doesn't my doctor talk about this? Why, you know, why, am I, why can't I find any of this anywhere? And, it, and I, I wish you could. I went through 22 different doctors to try to get to a, a place where I could be well. And I work with clients daily that luckily I've been able to sort of navigate a team of doctors. But the reality is, is that you're on your own team. And when you start to seek out practitioners that are going to help you, you have to you know, understand that sometimes it's going to take more than one. You know, sometimes it's about building a team. So if someone's going to work with you on your food, great. But then you're going to probably need someone over here doing this and someone over here doing this just to get a well-rounded approach. I do think that if you're kind of paying attention to the news or paying attention to what's most common either online or on the news, you're just going to get whatever the latest fat is. I mean, that's just what it's going to be. And I try my hard. I don't even watch the news. I don't read the news. I, I, I just try my hardest to just kind of stay away from that whole deal. That's why I've never really been, you know, sort of the popular, um, uh, you know, one in different societies because I just help people change their lives and be the best that they can be. I don't, I'm never really seeking, you know, um, the applause from anyone. I just think it's different for every person, but understanding the one thing that unites us is that food can wholeheartedly 
provide medicine to our body or it genuinely can defeat us. It could kill us if we do it enough. Yeah. If we do, we do the wrong, the wrong stuff enough. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. You're right in what you're saying. And, uh, you know, one of the hardest things to explain to people is uh, about prescriptions and the reason why we need them, and it's because we're not taking care of our bodies to begin with. Right. And we suffer because of it because, you know, it's like your body is being deficient and so it's suffering and basically doing yeah. any and all, any, any and everything it can to stabilize this imbalance that we've created in ourselves. And the prescriptions are basically masking agents a lot of times that basically get us to the next work day, not basically healing ourselves. And if we constantly feed ourselves with prescriptions, we're still being deficient in what our body needs. And exactly. I think one of the best examples I've seen is insulin because, you know, we, we've created an imbalance, our body reacts, and it says, all right, fix me, and we don't. And so we just start taking these prescriptions, and, and basically our body says, well, you're still not fixing the problem, and so we need a stronger prescription. And it just keeps growing and growing in the wrong way. Like I said, we're killing ourselves in the process of doing what we think is right, but we're not on exactly. proper diet. And so we're constantly learning bad information, not misinformation, bad information, because they know exactly what they're saying when they say it. So they, I don't, you're not misinformed. You're being informed exactly what they want you to know, but not exactly what you should be doing. And I think your, your cookbooks and, and some of the things just are almost like a foreign language when you start looking right. at ingredients because a lot of times they're basically just stumped that it doesn't take all the things that they're reading on the ingredients for what they're buying out right. of the store. Yes. 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 It's just whole food. Yeah, it's just, just put some whole food in there. It'll still taste good, you know. <laughs> that, should be, that should be the next hashtag. It still tastes good. <laughs> right. Well, you know, you just don't always have to have all these fillers and these, you know, chemicals and all these sweeteners. It just, number one, your body wasn't, bred to even be able to accept that. And we get all these alerts that we're having a response from that stuff. But then when we go to the doctor, we just get put on an antihistamine, an anti-inflammatory or, or a anti- yeah. antibiotic or, you know, antibiotic. or something. Yeah. You know, to, to try to kill the response that the liver's actually having from the bad stuff that we're taking in. But if we break it down, we can break down so many of those responses like insulin, for example, you know, if you can just calm a person's system down, you don't have to put them in ketosis, but if you can just calm their system down for at, li- at least six weeks, they can usually get to a point to where they don't even rely upon insulin. As long as, you know, type 2 diabetic, they can literally ha- be taken off of it in most cases, but you have to know the right flow. You know, you can't just kind of randomly count carbs and just think, well, you know, I'm going to end up being okay. It's the type of carbs. It's what's combined with the carbs. Is there enough fat? You know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, so, you know, when you work with someone, you want to make sure they're taking all those things into consideration for sure. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, God, there's just so much you can say there, but I don't want to just totally hijack the show. So we're going to get on with Bob's next question, and I've got some thoughts I think that can filter in as a tag-on to uh, your guys' answers. But he's saying here, um, how can they make such bad stuff for our bodies and sell it? That's a great question, Bob. 
right? It should be illegal. And trust me, I, I feel like a food Nazi because I feel like I, if you lived in St. Louis, you know, people would say, is that Debbie approved? You know, you would kind of hang around a circle of people that would say, is that Debbie approved? Because they've just learned. They've learned the ingredients. They've learned it from the radio show. They've learned it from listening. And the reality of it is, is that it shouldn't be legal for them, for them to sell these items, you know? And I once consulted with uh, a lady from Romania and she used to tell me, and, you know, this is kind of a different subject, but yet it comes back to it. She used to say, you know, we look at cholesterol as an alarm, as if someone's put a siren off in your body. We don't look at cholesterol as we immediately have to give you a medication. The siren is telling us you are creating inflammation in your body, just like high insulin, you know, those types of things. So it's just so interesting because we have all these food products that are being created and yet they're actually furthering disease, and then we're creating all these drugs which are trying to work on helping us to control the diseases of which are being created by the food products. So, I mean, we're keeping a lot of different companies in business with the whole process for sure. Yeah. We're just not keeping people well. No, and I think, Bob, that answers your question right there. We're keeping a lot of companies in business. I mean, if you look at the American culture, we are among the most advanced in the world when it comes to, um, you know, medical knowledge, procedures, all of that stuff. But yet we are among the sickest nations in the world. In fact, a study just came out earlier this year that is showing that our life expectancy as Americans is decreasing at a faster pace than every other or virtually every other developed country in the world, (laughs) okay? Guys, we are dying faster or will be dying faster. We are going to have a shorter life expectancy than other major developed countries around the world. And it shouldn't be that way, not in the United States of America. We are more focused on treating than we are healing, you know? And as, as Debbie made a great analogy there, we don't look at, the warning signals that our body gives us as warning signals, we just look at it as something that we need to throw a solution at. We need to throw a prescription at it. We need to do something to turn that signal, that warning signal off. Well, the warning signal is there for a purpose. It's telling us to change our ways, change our habits, change whatever it is we've done to initially create that warning system. Granted, some of it is genetics. I am going to tilt there. But a lot of it is lifestyle. And we have yes. to take ownership of that. A lot of our illness in the United States is lifestyle. Right. And, uh, and, and, lack, can, the, and the body can heal it. Yeah, but the body, we don't give our bodies the chance to heal it. And doctors, yeah. bless their heart, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to say they don't know about the healing, but that's not their training. They're trained to treat. They're not trained to heal. And those are different professionals. You're going to have, you're seeing an emergence of two different types of professionals, those that treat and those that are focused on healing. And right now, those that are focused on healing are in the minority. They're almost like a new and up and coming wave. They're not saying anything that's really new, but they're saying the things that are true. And we've just gotten away from that truth. So you just really got to watch for what type of solution is it that you're looking for. Um, Got a couple of questions coming in here. Um, 
uh, Deb that keeps saying, you're talking about antihistamines and anti-inflammatory or inflammation in general. Can you just give a little more clarification on what those things are when you're talking about antihistamines, when you're talking about inflammation, and what are anti-inflammatory, you know, foods or supplements or vitamins, what, whatever you got going on there? Sure. I will say that everybody is going to have an inflammatory response to different foods. So just because, you know, I, in, you know, and you had just mentioned this, but just because I don't do well on one food doesn't mean that John, you know, I mean, he does fine on it. I can name 10 foods that he doesn't get inflamed from that I do. So you really have to learn how your body metabolizes food first. And again, I, I usually suggest people kind of going to a very neutral state with their food first so that, you know, they can filter in and see what types of responses their body's going to have and how their body's going to break it down. So when you think about inflammation, the key or kind of like the number one kickstarter to inflammation is uncontrolled blood sugars. So your body having an insulin spike. Whenever your body has an insulin spike, you want to think of it like someone's shot a gun off in your mouth and the bullet's bouncing around inside you. And that bullet is bruising you. And everywhere it hits, it's like your body's internally getting bruised. That's inflammation. That's why when you get high blood pressure, you have to take a diuretic in order to lower the fluid levels because your body is swelling because it's inflamed on the inside. So there's going to be foods that are going to create an insulin response. So you have to kind of factor in that inflammation can come from an imbalance of proper nutrition, meaning you don't have the right ratio of carbs, fats, and proteins, but it also can come from ingredients. Therefore, something's filled with way too much sugar. Uh, even if it's coming from a natural sugar like fructose, it just has too much sugar. Or maybe it just has built too, much car- in, too many carbs into it, too much starch. And then when it comes to like real inflammation that basically anybody is going to get inflamed from, then you start thinking of things like soybean oil, peanut oil, uh, corn oil, uh, canola oil, the items that the body is just, it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get inflamed from that. Now, there are secondary responses that the body will have, and it's called a histamine response. And your body alerts you that it's building histamine levels. And those symptoms are going to be joint issues. They're going to be gut issues. Mm-hmm. They're going to be skin, you know, skin issues, allergy issues. And those are all warning signs. All of those are your body's way of saying something you're continually taking in is causing a histamine response. And you could do an elimination type style diet, or you could just kind of neutralize your palate pull out the high histamine-producing foods, the highest histamine-producing food you can have, there is none higher, is dairy. And then the next, you know, next, as you go down the list, it's going to be foods like gluten, soy, corn, uh, pork, shellfish. Those are all foods that are going to produce a higher histamine response. So if you're dealing with things like eczema, psoriasis, allergies, uh, IBS, uh, um, Crohn's disease, you know, any type of gut issue, uh, you want to think about, am I, am I consuming these high histamine producing foods every day? But then am I imbalanced with my nutrition? So I'm, I'm not getting the right ratio. So therefore I'm having insulin spikes or am I just bringing poisonous foods in my body as well or a combination of all three? Yeah. Well, and then oh, I, my 
know what? Go ahead, yeah, Caitlin. Let me jump in. Yeah, let me jump in yep. on this one because I, I got to go back early part of this and that when uh, the insulin and a lot of things we're doing are, you know, we're taught so bad and we're taught so poorly in this nation. And, and one of the things that it always just baffles me, especially in the personal training field, is that people talk about the money they have to spend on the drugs, but they never see their life without the drugs once they start taking it. It's almost understood that they're going to be on it for the rest of their lives. And that's right. not necessarily true all the time. Sometimes you get to the point of no return, I agree. But initially, that's not how it starts out. Like you said earlier, Des, our bodies are made to heal. And we, we, we seem to have been, I don't know if it's tricked or, or brainwashed to never think that this can happen or if we truly understand, you know, how good our body functions been taken care of. Another thing, and, uh, you know, they were asking, and it's about the food that we ingest, and a lot of times, you know, we, we talked about this on a prior show, is the fat-free or the zero fat or the trans fat. And, right. and a lot of the value is being taken out of our food. And that's scary in itself, but it creates a longer shelf life for the product, yes. but it doesn't bring much to your life as an individual and human being. Um, please elaborate on that, and uh, and I'll let this Des take it from there. Well, I mean, the longer the shelf life, I guess you could think, the longer the shelf life for the food, it's like the shorter your life is going to be, unfortunately. You know, the fresher the food is, we, we make muffins, uh, and the protein muffins, and we sell them at the gym. I always tell people, you know, you have to keep those in the refrigerator. Uh, and then, you know, when yep. you want to eat them, just warm them up a little bit because it's just real food in there. They're not going to last, you know, past five days. You know, we, I'm not going to start putting stuff in there that you can start keeping them on your shelf because it's just I don't want you to consume those things. And then, you know, when someone comes to me and they want to eat a protein bar or they want to drink a shake or, they, you know, they want something quick and easy and they don't understand why they can't have it, and I start breaking those ingredients down to them and what those ingredients are doing to them – they're just blown away, and they now understand, okay, half of these symptoms I've been dealing with for a couple of years genuinely yeah. have been coming from what I'm taking in every day, you know. Um, as far as the diabetes is concerned, I'll use one as an example, and, and this has happened multiple times. I have a client that, like I said, within three weeks was removed off of all insulin, and then within six weeks the metformin was gone. I worked with him for about – I would say nine months, they, he was doing excellent, amazing, lost weight like he should, went on vacation and just blew it for the whole vacation. And how am I going to tell the guy not to? He went nine months being perfect. And he had to call his doctor because his blood sugar was so high when he was on vacation, he needed insulin when he was on vacation. You can go right out of it, but you could go right back into it. So it doesn't, the poison is poison. And I, I just truly feel in my heart that everybody's body is almost, has this genetic code and we're going to each be, you know, more susceptible to different things. What might affect my gut may affect your joints, you know, or may affect her skin. Yep. You know, it just, everybody might be different. And so with him, he came home, he's like, I'm on it, Deb. I was on it before, but I'm not going back. I will not do that ever again. I know now what food was doing. Okay, it doesn't always take nine months to figure that out, but it was such a reality check for him. 
Well, I mean, and part of it, too, I mean, there's, I'm going to use the dreaded word of binge, but, I mean, that's kind of what he was on. He was on a short-term right. binge because, you know, in his mind, he, he was probably restricted. And, and yes. then when he was on vacation, he's like, well, I'm not restricted anymore. But he saw the consequences of that. So how do you deal or help people overcome that mindset that, um, you know, of not feeling restricted so they can more easily deal with all the temptations out there? Because I guess my question is, you know, how do you find that balance? You're surrounded by so much decadence all the time. And I mean, let's be honest, eating clean all the time is is probably not fun. I still want the cookie sometimes. And I just want the full sugar cookie. I don't want stevia. You know, how right. do you, exactly. you help <laughs> deal with that? Exactly. You know, I think the the easiest thing I can say, and then I'll, you know, go into it in more detail, is I love the, I love Jocko Willink. He's one of uh, my favorite people to listen to, and, and his best quote is, discipline equals freedom. And you're either going to – it's not about, you know, feeling restricted. It's like, well, what's the, what's the reward of having to take insulin every day? You don't consider those restrictions. I mean, living a life with insulin, that's not a restriction. That's a terrible restriction. So you're either going to suffer yep. the pain of discipline or you're going to suffer the pain of regret because you're going to blow it and then you're going to regret it and now you're back on insulin and the reality is, is clean food doesn't have to taste bad. It just doesn't. You know, and when you clean your palate out enough, your serotonin levels change, your dopamine levels change, and you don't crave things the same way. When you start killing the bacteria that gets built up in your gut and killing the yeast, you're not, you're not craving after the real sugar the way that you were before. And you become sort of neutral to it, and you can learn to make things taste great. You really can, and it doesn't. It doesn't mean it doesn't include a gluten-free, dairy-free chocolate chip because it does, and it mm. also doesn't mean that you're not going to have an off meal no. every now and again. And if he would have went on vacation, if he would have had an off meal for dinner, but had the right breakfast and the right lunch, and then the next day had an off breakfast, but had the right lunch and the right dinner he probably would have been perfectly fine, but didn't, you know, just kind of went crazy and he realized it. So you've got to know your boundaries, but if you have a serious disease, Mm -hmm. your boundaries may be like, okay, you, you have no, I mean, you have to live within this small little area like that. That would be me. There are other people that may not. So they may be able to have those off meals twice a week. And that inflammation comes off by Wednesday and they don't really have any real histamine responses, but you've got to learn that about yourself. So you're not walking around with 15 to 20 pounds of fluid on you at any given time and just creating disease in your body. You don't want to further the disease, but to me, the ultimate, when you think about restriction, is truly, it's got to be about discipline. You have to learn discipline. It can't be about, well, I'm not motivated to eat this way anymore. I'm not motivated to cook. I'm not motivated to do any of this. It's, it's not about being motivated. It's about being disciplined to be healthy forever. And that means that every day you wake up and you prep your food, you shop for your food, you make good choices, you make clean choices, and you get to feel great every day. That's the reward of it. 
And boom, that is the reward. And guys, just to kind of bring this home on what Debbie is saying about, you know, carrying around all this extra weight from inflammation because your body is having a response to try and protect itself from whatever the negative action is that's going on from the food that you've eaten. So it, it, you, you will carry extra food. And so when people just, and this, I'm going to make a general statement here. This may not be true for 100%, but for folks that need to lose a lot of weight and they clean up their diet and they, you know, maybe they just cut out pop or they just cut out some other very high sugary, just junk food. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Did you say McDonald's? No, I said I cut out soda and it was a 14 pound drop. Okay. There you go. A lot of that initial weight that they're losing, it's all detox. It's all water weight, a lot of it. I mean, which is great because results are addictive, right? So once you get a few results, then you're motivated to continue on. If you don't lack the discipline, motivation can carry you a long way. When you don't have motivation, the discipline needs to kick into play. But it's it's just that initial water your body is dumping out of your system. And like Kaylin said, 14 pounds. I mean, people who are heavy pop drinkers or soda or whatever you call it, and they cut it, usually within the first two to three, sometimes four weeks, they're going to drop 10-plus pounds just from that, just from detoxing, just from water weight. So that kind of hopefully that helps put it in perspective what she's talking about, about your body, you know, about you carrying around a lot of excess water because your body's having um, an inflammatory reaction. So there's that. I think I rattled on too long about that. (laughs) Well, yeah. No, you did. Yeah. Your body is fighting your diet. Your that's body right. is fighting, yeah. And, and that fluid, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, in, my, in my experience over just working with people, and this is just sharing what I've witnessed, you know, when someone drops that initial fluid, they often will say, well, that was just water. That is the most dangerous water your body, that's the most dangerous weight your body can hold. So you just lost 20 pounds of poison, 15 pounds of poison, and you have yeah. to understand that in, in most cases, that cuts a person's blood pressure medication in half. Just that water weight usually cuts, them, cuts it in half. You know, and it can be in two or three weeks, they're walking around dizzy and they don't know why. And they realize it's because their blood pressure has gotten so low because they've already dropped 20 pounds of fluid. You know, so it really can make a difference in someone's life when, it, when that changes and you get that particular weight off. And you, you change that dynamic of internally how your body's sitting. Yeah, amen to that. So got to get to some listener questions, comments here. They're starting to stack up on us. This one's from Dana. And uh, she says, it is almost like I'm committing slow suicide by eating food that's supposed to fuel my body but isn't, hashtag sad but true. And this kind of is going to dovetail in what Dale is saying. He's like, I'm getting confused about what it takes to have a good food diet. Are we all being lied to? And depending on the food and marketing, and we've we've had shows in the past, Dale, about the marketing gamut, but the short answer to your short question is yes. (laughs) A lot of instances, we're being lied to and or, you know, just kind of having the wool pulled over our eyes because of fancy marketing to make things sound good, but they're really not. They're still not good for us. Deb, you have thoughts on that? I mean, I spend all day long, you know, basically providing discovery. 
That's what I do. I, I teach people all day long to help them to understand this is why that filler is not okay. This is why that particular ingredient is not okay. I teach all people all day long what to shop for, where to shop for it, how to order it, you know, exactly what they need to look for. And, and so I wouldn't even be employed if, it, if our, our society wasn't set up like that. That has become my purpose is I sit and educate people on, on how to navigate it all. You know, I, I've, I've never really been a macro chaser. It's just not who I am or what I do. I don't sit down and, you know, get someone's body fat and get their age and say, you need to eat this much of this and this much of that. I really look at how food's constructed because nobody knows anymore. They don't know if they should or shouldn't be eating what they're eating. So I just like to listen to scientists and I like to listen to doctors that really care about food. And I like to hear them break down, you know, things in that level at that level so that you can understand this is what's going to happen. If I keep consuming this food, this is actually what's going to happen inside my body. And unfortunately there's just very few people out there that you can really trust when it comes to that type of data. There's plenty of people you could follow to lose weight. You know, I, I had a guy on my show that has it was 500 pounds this past weekend and he lost 170 pounds in the past 11 months. And he said, I have weighed less and Man. felt worse because he has lost weight before, but he felt horrible because what he was eating yeah. was doing nothing for him. You know what I mean? He said, I had weighed, I've weighed less and felt worse. He said, now I have no inflammation and I'm at 330 pounds. I still need to lose a hundred pounds but I feel the best I've ever felt because what's, what I'm bringing in my body is, is medicine to it, you know, and, yes. and navigating uh -oh. through and understanding is you yep. need a team, you need people to help you. Yep. I, I mean, and I it's not it. easy. And, you know, for those of you sitting out there who are maybe feeling guilty that you didn't know all of this, it's not, it's not easy. And it takes a lot of time and attention. And sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. Kalen? Well, I'm just going to say good health is not profitable profitable to businesses. And uh, no. especially if they're exploiting your bad health. So if, if you're doing it right, it won't be too many people making a profit off of you. Because right. you're not seeking out things that are costly and expensive. Because there's a fear that's driven from bad health because that's the fear of your own mortality. So if you're doing things to strengthen your body and, and, and get stronger and, and stay healthy, then you're not basically adding to the, the businesses that are profiting off your bad health. The healthier you are, the less they get to make. So, you know, if you, if you can think about if you want to stick it to the man, Hey, start doing better with your health and, and quit trying to kill yourself. I mean, because it, it, it is like bullet suicide if we're not, not checking the ingredients and not being more informed. And a lot of times it, it reminds me of the matrix where we're just plugged in to what we're being fed instead of not the knowledge that we should know. These are things that seem common to us in, in, the, in the industry but it's very uncommon to people who are basically being force-fed the information that they're supposed to be hearing. Not what they're supposed to know, but what they're supposed to be hearing. Now, Deb, I have to ask, when, when you have to fight back against the, uh, the, the big industry, do they fight back against you, or do they pick you out as an individual and say, you know, somehow stop this, or 
you need to shut up and know your place? I mean, have you felt that kind of thing, or is this something that you just deal with on I a think, day-to-day basis? I think I've had a lot of, yes. I think if anyone that knows me uh, knows that just as many people hate me as do love me. So, And that's just because I truly believe if you're fulfilling the call and purpose that God has put on your life, uh, you're new level, new devil. You're always going to have someone that's going to come against you because they know what your voice can do. You know, they know that how you can change lives with your message. And so they're going to try to do whatever they can to stop you. Uh, but yes, I absolutely have had plenty of people that try to break me down and they just try to, it's interesting is they just try to discredit you as a person, you know, first, because they try to make it look as if you don't have integrity or you don't have, you know, you know, character. Um, But the reality of it is, is my message has been the same. And anybody that has followed me for 15 years, if, if you could go back on Facebook for 15 years, you'd see the same messages. And I might grow as, as, as I learn new things, but it's still very similar principles. I like to follow people like that, you know, and, and I do have quite a few that over the years I've been able to follow. And it's, it's, it's a consistent thing. They're not just always hopping, you know, from one focus to the next. And I've always been like that with personal training too. You know, there's some foundational stuff that doesn't go out of style and it does require equipment. You know what I mean? So I just mm-hmm. think, um, yeah, that's I could go off on that, but yeah, I definitely have had some backlash for sure. You know, and that's going to happen. And I forget where I saw this. Maybe Kaylin said this, or another individual that I follow that that speaks um, very loudly about vaccines and and his stance on that. And it was something word to the effect, you know, when you speak the truth, why is it that people are mad at you instead of being mad at the people who actually lied to them in the first place? Right. Yeah. So it's almost like once the lie is globally accepted, once the truth is presented, it's almost like individuals don't care to know the truth. They're mad at you for challenging the lie that they want to believe. And so that's just something that you have to keep in mind when you are fighting against a global message that's, and this message really about nutrition, it is global. Um, Anyone who's pretty much accepted a Western diet, they, they are following, they're marching to the same drum, but they shouldn't be (laughs) Um, because it's it's killing us. It's killing us. We're dying for health. I mean, literally. Yes. I think if you hear uh, a person that, I'm sorry, I, I think if you hear a person that tries to instruct one message and only one message, then you really need to be weary. You know, if it's, yeah. if it's my way or the highway or if there's only one way to the to the goal, that's not true. You know, it, just as I said earlier on a ketogenic diet, there's, there's multiple ways and multiple layers and ways to get into ketosis, but there's also some really bad ways and there's ways of not even getting close to ketosis. Uh, um, exactly. you, you know, what I've found is over the years, you'll find these people that just kind of get on the kick and it's, it's only that it can only be that. Well, the trouble is, is in three or four years, we find out that a couple of those things are really not that great for you anymore. What happens to that person? They evaporate. It's not okay. Or they hop onto the next gimmick and they just don't have a backbone anymore. People don't believe in them anymore. So you want to work with somebody or you want to study from somebody or, or, or follow somebody that, you know, kind of has, 
a wide range of, of, of abilities and uh, the ability to kind of instruct in several different types of areas. And like you started the show by saying, not everybody's the same. Not everyone can eat the same. And you have to have, have the ability to learn that and really construct a plan that works for you. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. So Charles has, I think, a great question to kind of tie up our conversation here, and then I've got like one or two after that that we want to try and make sure we hit before our time is up, and we're getting close to being up. Um, But Charles says, how does a layman share this info without sounding like a food Nazi? And I don't know, is, is being a food Nazi a bad thing? I mean, I think I would just be prepared, you know, to do so. It's kind of like, you know, that, you know, the Bible's that way too. You start sharing the gospel and you suddenly become a radical Christian because you've got the word of God in you and you want people to really know the message because it can change their life. And when you finally Mm -hmm. get the message across to someone, you literally see it change their life and it was worth it. So it's the same thing with the food. You have to believe in it so much and passionately have the desire to see it change someone's life. And at that point, who cares if you're the food Nazi? You're the one, you know, you're the, you are a contagious spirit. You're the one that led them to better. I don't ever lead someone by downing them. I don't ever lead someone by putting them down or telling them they're wrong. I lead someone with factual information, with, with, with just the data, you know, and then I try to inspire them and show them all the people's lives that have changed because they did that. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, the, yeah, the biggest thing is when, when you have truth, it's just going to sound like the truth. And there's not much fun in that. There's not much right. excitement in doing things right and correct. Because it's right. balance, it's stability, it's responsible, it's mature. And these are all the things we hated as kids. We hated them because we wanted that freedom. We wanted to do what we want to do. But when you have structure, you have balance, and you have knowledge, there's a discipline that comes with it. And a lot of times for that free spirit, you're going against everything they want to do. They want that donut and still be able to work out like crazy. They want right. that monster co- and, and, and have extra icing on top because, you know, it, it, they crave it and, it and it's good. You know, it's, hey, it's good stuff, but I feel great with that sugar rush. But they forget about the, 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 the crash and they forget about the, the bad health and they forget about sleeping in when they can't get to work or falling asleep at work because they're overindulged. All of that stuff is forgotten because all we hear about is the next big thing, the next big, you know, rush, the next big thrill. And these are what sold, and it sold mass marketed as as a good thing. And when you're talking about, well, you know, maybe if you added some balance, or maybe if you did this with structure, or maybe if you did this, you know, you could do it, and, and it would be fun, you know, because you can enjoy that time with the family. But family's not exciting. This is something I do on a day to day basis. But they they forget yeah. that the life they're over, they're, they're basically bypassing for that next big thrill. And we're going to be Debbie Downers, honestly. We're going to be that person in the room that says, well, maybe we should think twice about that. And who wants to think twice? You're still ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like you said, I'd just rather stay out of the regret zone myself. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. 
All right, guys. Well, we started the show talking about cookbooks, and we've got a question to help us in the show, getting back on track about the cookbooks. And this one is from Dave. He wants to know, is there a holiday cookbook in the works for the future? Uh, you know, we did one uh, years ago. It was called The Integrity Table, and we did that over the holidays, and everyone pitched in. It was like the whole family, the whole Integrity family pitched in, and we did one. And I and, and I would say my newest cookbook, the Fuel Your Family cookbook, would have lots of great recipes that would be very usable during the holidays. But honestly, any of my cookbooks really would be. They teach you how to make turkey. turkey. They teach you how to roast vegetables. I have plenty of sweet potato recipes in there. I mean, there's just there's lots of options. I even have a uh, rice cauliflower recipe that tastes like, you know, you're having stuffing. Um, it's just lots of different variables. So really all of the cookbooks, and they are orderable on uh, Amazon as well. Of course, the website, Integrity Training Systems, but Amazon is kind of an easy, quick way. A lot of people can uh, work off Amazon, and they're all available out there as well. All right, got it, guys. So you can search for Debbie Portell, P-O-R-T-E-L-L, on Amazon. You can look for Integrity Training Systems online. Um, you can look for Debbie Portell or Integrity Integrity Training Systems on Facebook. All are ways to connect with her. All right, Debbie, as we're heading into our last minutes here, um, I don't know, I just feel like you've been dropping all kinds of wisdom on us, but any any last-minute thought to kind of tie everything up in a bow that we've been talking to tonight that you would like to leave our listeners with? Well, I would say just in general to um, – I, of course, am a faith-filled person, so this is one way that I choose to do it, but – you know, you, you have to be obedient in your choices, and I always try to honor God in the choices that I make for my body. I, I don't try to be disobedient and then expect a positive result, you know, in my body. So, you know, just try to make a commitment to respect the temple that God gave you and just try to live committed to be the best that you can be in all areas of your life. But it really has to t- – you have to take into consideration that the food and the choices that you're making with your food – that that falls into play as well. So really just cleaning up those choices, understanding that, yes, the nutritional chart on your food, the macros, that's great, but really what you need to be looking at first is the paragraph underneath. And if it's a paragraph, you probably shouldn't be consuming it, and you need to be able to pronounce everything that's listed in that ingredient list. If you don't know what it is, you need to look up what it is, and if you don't know what it is then, you you really shouldn't be consuming it. It's it's going to create disease in your body. If your doctor doesn't believe in that, I'm telling you you will find a doctor that does. If the person that's doing your nutrition is not trying to understand inflammation, if they're not even factoring in ingredients, wait until you find someone that does because it will matter long term. Amen to that. Kaylin, last thoughts? Yeah, uh, I, I love the topic, and I think it'd be a, a good another good one to have about you know the diet that's killing you. Um, it, it, we got a lot of uh, listeners that seem to think that, and I don't want them for us to, for us to leave them thinking that you're killing yourself because it's unintentional on your behalf. 
but it's on someone else that's basically tricking you or deceiving you into buying that next uh, fat-free product. So, you know, do, right. your do your homework. We speak about this a lot. And we, if, if we get enough uh, comments or a request, we will have that show again. And, and that sounds like a great uh, source for that um, if if she would be willing. Um, I just love, I love that yeah. people are wanting to get that information out there. That, that. You do it. All right, guys. I enjoy it. I enjoy it very much. Well, good. Well, then we will definitely have to look into that into the new year because, you know, good health is something that never goes out of style. And I know all you resolutioners out there are going to be gearing up, but hopefully you become more than a resolutioner and you become an overcomer (laughs) and a lifestyler. Let's try working right. some of those words into our vocabulary there. But, Debbie, thanks again uh, for being with us and for sharing all that you have with us tonight. We wish you a very happy holidays. And uh, please give the Integrity Training crew all of our best. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having us on. God bless you guys. Thank God bless you. you, too. Wow. A lot of stuff, Kaylin. A lot of stuff to think yes, about. Yes, it was. I got a lot to think about myself. I mean, like the the histamine. Like I knew about the one part, but the the uh, the, the inflammation. But I never considered the histamine part of it. So I, I got to do my research on that and uh, get my gym members polished up on this as well. So that's good information that we got, and I'm sure you took took a lot away from this as well. Oh, I did, and it's, I mean, it's all very important. I mean, inflammation is one of those things we kind of throw around, but I don't think we truly understand how many health conditions and diseases are spurred on by inflammation, and a lot of it due just to, you know, bad eating habits or not fully understanding what works well for your body and what doesn't. So a lot to think about, a lot of homework to do, um, but there are a lot of good people out there, folks, and I by far do not have an exhaustive list of resources of people that are phenomenal in this area, but that would definitely be something worth looking into and compiling. So, you know, maybe that'll be on my uh, New Year's resolution list of things to do. But anyway, with that being said, um We've got another great show coming up on Thursday. Kaylin, who do we got? We have one of our gym members who basically transformed her life just from being around the natural bodybuilding community and just watching how we interacted with each other and all the benefits of natural living, natural foods, and, you know, without the drugs. And she has done some remarkable things with her life and just, become so energized. It it's just it's changing the people around the gym and around the people she knows simply because she's not one of us. She uh basically was someone who was just, you know, gym member wanting to learn and wanting to learn a lot. So I wanted to speak because she's got a backstory that even transformed what I just shared. So it'll be an interesting show Thursday and I hope everyone stays in. All right, guys, we hope to have you back. And until then, on behalf of myself, Kaylin, and the boys from P4P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Build it. Please do.